Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Stephen St. John and Nate Bucati with Jake Gutierrez. And now we are joined by our good friend, uh, Anthony Sherman. Um, and sure that, you know, we've been trying to talk about this for two hours now, and we're glad you're in here. Um, and you were down there. Yeah. Um, and obviously you've, you've been part of, of, you know, these parades before to celebrate a championship. And, uh, you're one of the many uh, professional athletes that have come to this town to 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 play, but then you've decided to stay here and raise your family because I can only assume that you fell in love with this community in Kansas City and you want to raise your family here. And so uh, I'm quite sure from your unique perspective, you were uh, it was a difficult day for you as well yesterday. Yeah, uh, I was down there uh, working another job that I, I picked up after football, and uh, yeah, it was a uh, basically the insecurity or just uh, uh, law know. enforcement. Okay, law enforcement. I was uh, down there in that capacity, and uh, I was uh, pretty close to the events that you know took p- place yesterday. Um, you know, it was a it was a beautiful day. Uh, a lot of the guys were having a, a great time, and and. Uh, it was fun to, to see those guys in, in, in the capacity that I was there at, and then uh, it uh, went downhill real quick. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I just I feel for all the kids and and, and the, fa- the the families that have lost lost a loved one. Um, it, it is a it's a tough day for Kansas City as a whole. Um, after all, you know, the entire world is watching the guys have fun, and then they see all that. I mean, you've obviously, like you said, what, what you do now, you see it. You've seen a lot. Um, I, but what was going through your mind when all this was happening? Because, like, with all of us, I think with everyone else, the scope of it and so many people just lead to the confusion. And we've seen so many things happen. Like, the, one of the first things that popped in my head was the Boston Marathon, you yeah. know, just because of the, the, the grand scale of it and how many people. And you're just trying to figure out what the hell is happening. And you're seeing so many first responders and police officers racing to the danger and people trying to figure out, just simply trying to figure out which way do I run? Yeah. Which way do I go? Yeah. It, was, it was like mass hysteria. So, yeah, we we were all, I was just on the opposite side of the stage. So we were all running um, to that area. And it was, uh, at one point, it was, you know, wave of running to it and a wave of running away from it so we ended up having to well, for, for me anyways I, I ended up having to stop and and getting people in the direct direction to get them down and away from what we thought was the the, the well, was the crime scene but also where where we thought they possibly were going so um it was just it was uh, a crazy crazy time and and to be to be there for that is is something that I don't want to have to remember, but I, I will always remember. Nate? Yeah, I, I – um, this is, I guess, being repetitive, but, you know, we have different people listening at different times. To to echo what Stephen said earlier in the day, um, we, we can't say thank you enough to the people who run to a situation like this while the rest of us are trying to run away from it. And so thank you, Sherm, and – uh, everybody else who who did that to all the first responders who were there to try to help people to all the healthcare professionals working at places like Children's Mercy that 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 have a protocol in place um, to try to minimize 
the tragedy as much as possible and help everybody. So um, I just want to say that before we even really get started, you know, really appreciate you and everybody else that was involved in the situation yesterday. So um, do you have time when you're doing that to even process your own emotions, you know, or are you just thinking about what what needs to be done? Uh, I said you just what what the job is at task and what, yeah. what what I'm needed to do and, and what the, the, the collective needs to do to get as many people to safety as possible. We have Gary. Uh, Gary Dieter joins us uh, via the telephone. Uh, Gary, obviously, this is this is not the type of show that we, we want to do today, and we certainly did not anticipate anything like this happening. And so, uh, you know, and, and again, you're another uh, athlete that's come here and been a part of this community and decided to stay in this community because of your, your love of Kansas City. So I'd just like to get your perspective and, and your thoughts on uh, on what occurred yesterday at the parade. Yeah, obviously I was traveling yesterday while it all happened, so I landed and had a couple texts uh, saying asking if I was all right. So that kind of caught me off guard and checked Twitter right away and saw what happened. And uh, it's just sad. I mean, you, you, obviously thoughts and prayers are with all the families affected, all the families that went out there. Uh, you go out there as a celebration, and for it to to kind of dawn and end like that, it's a uh, it's a shame. You know, it's. It's something that you don't want to ever think about. And when it happens in your city, like you just said, Kansas City is a place where Sherman and I want our roots. We, we love it here. We think it's a safe place, a great place to raise a family. And when something like this happens, it just I mean, it just shows you that there's there's craziness in this world and uh, there's there's no other way around it. There's there's always going to be some type of some type of person, some type of situation that that happens and. Uh, the, the negative always always outshines the always outshines the positive. So it's a sad situation, and thoughts and prayers are with all the families. And uh, like Nate just said, I appreciate all the law enforcement that took action right away to to get the scene <clears throat> down to what it was. Because obviously, uh, with the amount of people that were out there yesterday, uh, it could have been a whole lot worse. So um, thankfully, it wasn't, and, and law enforcement acted in the way it did. And uh, yeah, so it's a shame that something like this has to happen on a, on a day like yesterday. No, and, and Sherm, you know, like I said, you you've been a part of the parade as uh, you know as a, as a player celebrating, and, and now in law enforcement, and, and I mean, you see, you just got all these all these kids down there just wanting to celebrate, going down there to celebrate their favorite football team and have fun and families. And, you know, we made the point yesterday, we were talking about why the parade's so special. There's so many people that, you know, don't have the means to go out to Arrowhead and, and buy a ticket or, or to go to a playoff game or the Super Bowl, and this is their chance. Just to get a glimpse. To be a part of it and, and, and to shake hands with a player or to be a part of this celebration that captivates the city. And that's the thing I can't get over, you know, if, Obviously, for the kids that were were injured, but then you've got kids that were down there, you know, like I said, innocently wanting to go and celebrate a, 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 their football team in their city, and 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 that happens, and that that's you know traumatizing for a, a, a person, much less a kid. And you see that it's just that's what I can't I just I can't get over that, you know. And 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 you were right in the middle of it, and, and like Lebo said, he kind of went into dad mode and was trying to comfort some some kids that were there without without parents and confused and what to do and um i don't just the emotion of it you know you saw it up close i'm sure that that's those are some of the things that you're gonna have a tough time getting out of your out of your head 
Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, to, to see the the sheer terror and, and fear on in people's faces as they try to run and, and you know, it, with that many people running in one direction, it, there was a lot of kids that that uh, got away from the parents or, or misplaced for a second. But, uh, I mean, the Kansas City Police Department and, and the guys that were down there did did an unbelievable job of, of reuniting uh, all almost all the kids with with their parents. I mean, it was and with the sheer numbers that they, I mean, they, they had a, they had a great plan in place, and, and then they executed it, especially during a, a crazy wild time. Um, but yeah, it was it was just trying to you know establish a, a zone and, and then you know stick to that area and and, and go to work. The um just to, just to kind of amplify on what you're talking about on what the day I mean it's just so ironic what a beautiful day it was outside yesterday it was like the most peaceful sunny not a cloud in the sky type of day perfect day for this and and uh, you, you were down Sherm you and Dieter both were down with me at the Red Friday pep rally that we did last year yeah. and you know so you know what it's like to be up I remember you saying like man if I couldn't be in a Super Bowl you know, like if I wouldn't have been at the Super Bowl, I played it, and I wish I could have been here because it's just this like scene of joy. Like you look out and you see thousands of people who come from every part of the city, who come from every different racial background and ethnicity and, and gender, and everybody's a Chiefs fan. And like one of the rare times you see all these different people all so happy and 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 proud. And that's what the parades is that's yeah. what it's supposed to be and i guess that's what you know adds so much to why this is so terrible because it happens like it, it just for so many people that that have a, this rare moment of pure joy to have it you know turn the other ways yeah crazy. i mean I, I i witnessed early on a lady that got to um say hi to travis kelsey and he walked away, and, and she is almost on her knees crying. Right. Because she is so excited that she got to see probably her favorite football player and, and actually shake his hand and, and say hi. Um, and, you know, the first, you know, obviously you say the weather was so beautiful. It was. I mean, it, it couldn't have been a, a better day. And and uh, the first guy I saw uh, off the bus was Willie Gay with no shirt and no shoes. Right. So he was walking the streets with no shoes, um, but yeah, I mean it was it was uh, it, it was a fun fun day up until that point, and then now it'll always be remembered as as this. And, and I feel bad for the city. I feel bad for the community. Um, it's just it's something that that uh, will always live with this with this Super Bowl. You know, being a you know two peat and. And uh, we'll always have that as the parade. You know, and I do uh, want to mention that there are several reports um, of players, Trey Smith, Blaine Gabbert, Austin Ryder, Chris uh, Alodekin, Andy Reid, uh, comforting kids. Who, their parents weren't around. They were, they were crying or in tears. Trey Smith was with one child that was upset and gave him the the title belt and sat with him until he calmed down. I saw one kid in high school that was on the news and he couldn't find his friends and Andy Reid 
was there and put his arm around him and was was there just to help him calm down. And so that's I think that's one thing we didn't realize. The players were still right there yeah, in the mix the, of it. The and, and players were still on the stage. Right. When when the you know, first first radio call came in. Um so yeah, I mean and, and everyone went into Union Station and, and I think it was I don't think anyone uh realized what was going to transpire but yeah no i mean that that's just that just shows you the heart of all these guys like they might look big and bad on on tv and, and in a football game but it, deep down they they're they're humans and they have hearts and and those guys are i mean you mentioned all those guys and i know most of them and, and they're all great dudes and i mean coach reed came into grandpa mode and 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 did what he needed to do and then that's what you know who knows if he wasn't the first one that did it and and the guys watched him do it and we're like we can all do this too so that's what makes him a great leader i mean he he is the you know man of the people and uh he's he's shown that year in and year out gary dieter uh any uh any other comments before we take a quick break and try to reset things i know that uh um well gary just uh, anything you want to say no sure you guys are hitting it i mean it's obviously uh a sad day, sad, like I said, sad day in Kansas City. Um, people, people stepped up that had to step up to to make it not as bad as it, it could have been, and uh, it's just, I mean, I'm thankful for that. So, make sure said, thankful for these the players and coaches that stepped up in a position that they don't necessarily never thought they'd probably ever be in, but and at the same time, when they're good people and uh, good people do the right thing at the right time, so it's good to see and. Like I said, sad situation. You know, Stephen, uh, to 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 add to what Sherm just said about these guys, these guys seem larger than life a lot of times. You know, you and I have a rare opportunity to have access to talk to people like Trey Smith. We were just talking after we did the interviews with him leading up to the AFC Championship game, and that's just one example. There's a lot of guys in that Chiefs locker room like this, but this man is is, is, is a massive human being. He's one of the greatest athletes on the planet. He is a star. Uh, it, but when you talk face-to-face to him, he's a regular person. He He's a, with real human emotions. He's a sharp guy. He's a c- compassionate person. And I think that you know, one of the things that this parade, your, your your story about Travis Kelsey, my nephew got Kelsey autographed his jersey last year at the parade. And, I mean, that's one of the moments my nephew will never forget the rest of his life. They were not going to miss the parade this year because they wanted to see another moment like this. These regular dudes who happen to be like superhuman as football players, so many people get joy from them. And I, we, we talk about the real – I mean, I think about my buddy who's an ER doc who's, who's, whose life was a living hell yesterday. I think about what your day was like. And then I think about my stupid job where I sit here and goof around for four hours a day talking about sports or the job of being a football player. How important is it really? We're just out here playing a game. But when you see what it means to people, you know, yeah, it is just a football game. But hundreds of thousands of people lie in the streets – to see those guys because of the joy that it brings them and the distraction that it gives them from their daily lives where they have to do hard jobs, where they have to do sometimes scary jobs or thankless jobs or deal with the stresses of human life. This group of people has provided them an incredible amount of joy. And then you see it on a human level of what you're saying right now where these guys are there 
for a little kid who is scared and doesn't know where his parents are and needs someone to comfort him right now. And I, I'll bet you for Trey Smith and those guys, that feels like, damn, you know, what I did today was maybe even more important than anything I did on a football field through the course of this year. Yeah. Let's uh, let's take a break. Back after this on WHB. Hey, so uh, <clears throat> I'll try to get through this real quick. Um, I mentioned a couple of times, you know, I, uh, one of my close friends that I've, t- I've talked about a lot. He's almost become a character on the show over the years. Hugo Malgoza. He's a local DJ, DJ Hugo Nuts. And Nate, you've become friends with Hugo, and, and Jake, you have, and um, gotten to know his family over the years. I mean, we, we we became friends freshman year in high school, and uh, uh, we uh, we became inseparable to the point that we had to be separated uh, by teachers because it was uh, not good for us to be together because very similar sense of humor and everything else. Well, that's, that's one of my guys, you know. Um, I've been friends with them for um, I don't know, I can't count, 30-some years, 35 years. <clears throat> and, um, and and I mentioned that four of his cousins were shot, were injured in the, uh, in, in, in the shooting yesterday, including his little cousin Lisa, who, uh, who was killed. And so <clears throat> he, uh, he wanted to, he wanted to say something on behalf of the family. Uh, obviously, doesn't want to come on the air. Um, just and, you know, I totally understand that. But he wanted me just to read a just a short statement. Um, and so this is from uh, my my man Hugo. Our family is experiencing the terrible loss of our cousin Lisa who would light up any party we had with her smile. We all grew up houses away from each other. Uh, and to be experiencing this unimaginable loss and tragedy really hurts us right now. We are focusing on being there for one another and just showing up with love and support. Please keep all of our family in your prayers, and especially her husband and her children and her brothers and her sister and her parents. Thank you. We love you. And so that was from uh, from Hugo and, and her family. And so that's and again, that's to me, um, that's the what that's the most important thing right now um, to remember and to focus all this energy into supporting the people that need it right now uh, and the wonderful Lopez family and the extended family and her cousins and her husband and her two kids and her parents and her brothers that I went to school with and her sister I went to school with and. Uh, and I, I just cannot tell you how wonderful that family is, and um, and she such has been such a positive influence and uh, in the in the community, and and so I wanted to share that, and I want that to be the focus because uh, many times we we lose sight of that, um, you know, who 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 suffered a tremendous loss in this uh, yesterday, and so uh, I'm. I'm glad Hugo reached out and passed those words along, and I, it's because I, you know, she needs to be honored and remembered, um, and not the bastards that did this, you know. So, 
Um, but we have Anthony Sherman. Uh, go ahead, Nate. I was just going to say, we, 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 I, I promise you, on this show, we will continue, not just today, but going forward in whatever form it takes. Lisa will be remembered. Uh, she will be uplifted. Um, we will we will publicly and privately support her family in every way we possibly can. We've shown that on this show. That's one thing that we do that I am proud of. It's when um, when when loved ones have been lost to people that we know and care about, we 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 remember those people. We will not let her name um, be forgotten in this town. It will not happen. I promise that. Um, and again, and, and we have Anthony Sherman who was there, and we have Gary Dieter on the phone, and and, and, and like you said, the best way to describe it, you're new, you know, you, you're in law enforcement now, and so you were there in that capacity, um, and and just uh, and again, you were also there as a, you know as a former teammate, knowing so many of the of, of the players and everything else. That had to be a surreal moment too, because like you said, when this started to happen, they were still on stage. Yeah, and there was—I mean, what was what was what was that like to try? I mean, you—I'm sure so many things were going through your mind. You know, protect people. You know, who's who's doing this? What's happening? Yeah. And you had friends and people that you care about so much that were in harm's way. Yeah, they they had their they had a group that was dedicated to them. So when that happened, I I didn't think twice to to run to it and uh let those other guys get them off the stage and get them to where they needed to be inside union station or on the buses wherever it was um it was uh it was one of those things that i just remember we were standing there waiting for the guys to come off because that's kind of when i would you know i those guys would say hi real quick and, and go do their thing um and then that and that took place so that was uh it was a crazy, you know, 10, 15 minutes of, of, of that when we were over there just kind of hanging out. Some of the guys, the, the Chiefs organization is great. So they, behind the stage when all that stuff was going on, they, they allowed a lot of the, the law enforcement to, uh, that were, were, were back there to, you know, take pictures with the trophy and, and, and stuff like that, stuff that those guys don't get to do every day. Um, so, yeah, after that, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was crazy. After you had some time, I mean, there's not been that much time to separate. Have you talked to any? I know you got you still have a lot of buddies in the organization and stuff like that. Have you talked to anybody that uh, see what I guess their perspective was on all of it? Yeah, I, I talked to uh, James Winchester um, after I was uh, he someone who's gone through losing someone that he loves to gun violence. Yeah, right? yeah. So um, it was. He, he knew we we had arranged for for us to take James out of there and uh, get him to his car as fast as possible, just like some of the other guys got the, the opportunity to do. So we were trying to show some love for a long snapper, and uh, we we were we're going to do that. And he, you know, during the whole thing, I could I, my phone went off a couple of times and. Yeah, I looked back after everything was done, and, and it was him. And so I called him and kind of just talked to him about, you know, what what happened and and what what they went through in inside Union Station. And <clears throat> it was a 
a crazy, crazy time inside Union Station as well. They uh, they got him ushered off the stage, and they really didn't know much. He said, and and they got down into a hallway down there because at the time we we didn't know what was really going on. We were trying to still how could you gain intel and and, and figure it out. And uh, so they they got inside Union Station. I think at one point um, they him Trey Smith a bunch of people ended up uh, getting into like a, a massive, I don't know if it was a coat closet, I don't know exactly what kind of closet, but it was a massive closet. And he said like him, Trey, and a couple other guys like barricaded the door and were inside there with like 25 other people. And, and they didn't know necessarily what was going to happen. Um, and then, this, the, you know, the scene was kind of controlled. I think it was only about five minutes until we until we allowed them to, to get out and and go back to the buses and, and get out of the area. Gary Dieter, I think we still have on the line. Gary, feel free to to chime in here. And I know it's difficult to talk about all this stuff, but uh, anything you want to say, just let us know. Yeah, no, I kind of piggy off uh, what Sharon just I texted Pat and Kelsey and Blake Bell and just kind of asked if they're all right and kind of what their situation was and Pat was just saying that they, they got him for the buses as soon as they could, um, escorted him out, and, yeah, not not much other than that. So Sherman has all the – Sherman was obviously there and got a lot more insight than me, so I'm going to leave it to Sherman here. But, Gary, your perspective is still – everybody's perspective on it's valuable because you have friends that were yeah, that were there. Was your – you mentioned you were flying. Your phone, Was your phone just blowing up? When uh, when you when you landed, yeah, I just had a just a couple random texts from people that I don't necessarily talk to all the time, just saying I hope you're all right. And I'm like, obviously kind of confused. Literally landed probably at two thirty Central Time, so I think that was kind of right, like ten fifteen minutes after it happened. And uh, yeah, just super caught off guard, not necessarily knowing what was going on. Kind of worried about my family. My family wasn't down there, but still just kind of confused on what was going on. So. Uh, yeah, just a situation you don't want to ever think about. And the families that were there, obviously, uh, just, I mean, I'm thankful I, my family wasn't down there, but it's, uh, man, it's, uh, it's hard to put in words. It really is. Uh, one thing that I would, um, that I would encourage people to do too, because I think sometimes in a day like today, you're you're trying to process things. And I remember my son even said this to me yesterday. We were watching on the coverage. He said, "I just wish there was something I could do to help right now." And it's hard to think of something you can do to help. Um, the mental health of everybody involved is really important. I saw that one of the the spokespersons for Children's Mercy when they gave the press conference last night said, "You know, I encourage you to check on your kids, make sure they're doing okay." Also. You know, we've done some work with uh, uh, Heroes Ascent and Wounded Warrior Projects and things like that where you, you – know, I, I remember you know, Dale Blake has done that. You know, some of the things – some of the fundraisers we've done for first responders who go through traumatic events like this. And, uh, one of my favorite people, Darren Ivey, used to be the uh, police officer that worked in the Royals dugout every year when I worked there. Uh, Detective Ivey told me one time about this. He said, you know, when you go through the police academy – you're taught all these different things, how, how to fire a weapon responsibly, how to process a crime scene, how to do all these things. But you don't get really taught how to emotionally process witnessing something like this or having to go tell a family member 
your husband just had this happen. You know, all those different things that first responders like police officers and, and EMTs have to deal with. Um, if you want to do something, that's a great cause to support the the different outlets that are out there to to help our first responders deal with the emotional baggage that they're going to carry from being a part of of, of events like this because they're human beings too they got to shut those emotions off and or, or ER doctors who ha, who and, and nurses who get these things brought to their office on a daily basis they have to process these things and do their job but they still carry those images home with them. And uh, so if, if you're wanting to do something right now, that's another way to help out is to help out causes that help people, um, whether they're victims or their first responders, deal with what happened yesterday. Yeah, and it doesn't – I mean, it, it could be as simple as uh, a text, like just, hey, I know you were down there. How are you doing? Like even if, even if you know they weren't – you know, they were at the beginning of the parade or whatever it is, like it doesn't it, – it, it's still – it could be however they process it. So as simple as a text, just to check in on a buddy or a friend or a family member, and and uh, even if there there's been differences in the past, like just always, you know, their family. So you know, reach out and just just uh, just check on them. Just check on them, and then uh, you know, just tell them, ask them if they're all right and how they're doing, and if they need anything, and. And uh, that could go a long way with someone. It could go an extremely long way with just a simple text, uh, just so they they know you care. Well, let's take another break. Uh, sorry, Jake, we're taking uh, extra breaks today to, uh, to to try to I don't know, just to take breaks because we need them. We'll take a break. Back after this on WHP. Welcome back to the Border Patrol and Sports Radio 18 WHP. I just got yelled at by Lebos, and now that yeah. at least provides me some normalcy. Um. Thanks, Todd. I did want to say something when I was speaking clumsily about the the baggage that, that comes for first responders who might encounter something traumatic like this. Not might. They do. It's inevitable. If you're a police officer, if you're an EMT, you know, if you're a, an, an ER doc or nurse, you're going to encounter these very traumatic moments. Uh, the organization I was trying to think of, and, I, and Darren Ivey texted me kindly, it is called The Battle Within. If you want to look up The Battle That's Within, right. that is an organization that provides therapeutic services for military first responders who uh, deal with these things and, and uh, end up a lot of times with, with you know PTSD, all kinds of stuff. So if you want to support a good cause, The Battle Within is a great organization. You just look it up, The Battle Within, and they, they, help, they help people that, need, that, uh, that deserve it. Because I don't know that we always deserve them. So, and again, there was a tweet that we we shared from uh, uh, FBI Kansas City, uh, asking anyone with video from yesterday. Uh, they're encouraged to share it with law enforcement. I just retweeted that, and they're asking anyone that has any type of video. If you directly witnessed a shooting, or if you were a victim and you haven't yet reported it, or you have any type of video, uh, they have uh, a website where you can upload the video. Because uh, you may not know uh, what to look for, and they do. Uh, and, and any video, any footage could help. Uh, I mean, right, because yeah, you don't know. It, I mean, it doesn't, if, even if you don't think it's in, of, of any importance, if you're in that general vicinity, send it in. Um, let them make the decision on if, they're gonna, if they need it or not. Like, don't, don't hesitate. Don't think there's something stupid to... You're like, oh, this doesn't really, you know, just send it in and, and let them work through it because there's some, you know, they're, they're 
they've been through a lot of training to to analyze film and, and to look at to look at stuff and, and and to see stuff that you might not see. Well, I was going to say something to, to Gary, but he's gone. Did he, did he Gary hang jumped up? on a flight. Oh, did he, he was okay. he, he was coming back uh, a little earlier than he anticipated. Uh, he changed his flight last minute. If I could lighten, if I could lighten some up, do you think he'll ever come back in the studio? Or is this going to be is this strictly on the phone? Now? <laughs> he might I, mean, just, I just want to know. Enough I think us. he's realized that he can right. do it. So I mean, yeah, it might right. need to be. I mean, I'll game plan for it. But if yeah. I know, if, like, it might need to be forward, one of those things. Like, hey, you, you know, yeah. if you're not in studio, right. like. You, well, you, know, you can't. You really can't come on. I anymore. think we'll call in anyway. And just, you know, but <laughs> the point is, like, if I know that you're going to be here yeah. and I'll be on the phone, then I'll, I'll, you know, plan some things for it. So I just, you know, yeah, no, I, I don't I, remember I, seeing him. Uh, probably what? At least a month. It's been a minute. At least he called this time. At right. least he answered the yeah. phone. Yeah, yeah that's that one, right. Yeah. He didn't answer we in did, Vegas. We, we forgot about that. Oh, yeah, he, no, he, but that'll, that'll eventually, we'll get back to that. Okay. Today was the day <laughs> yeah, no, for today, it. No, today definitely <laughs> was there's going to be, uh, we, we, we are going to have to question him on his refusal to answer the phone last week. And now uh, just a, a partial segment. So, I mean, I don't know. We, you know. I think we'll get, we'll definitely get some tremendous name drops. Right. You know, he'll he'll drop some he dropped some names today even on us so yeah. you know it's good. But we yeah, asked he did. He did. We asked he him always too. does. He's good for that. Um, I I, I want to back up to 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 go back to what you said about you know please please send in anything you've got help in any way. We all also need to remember in situations like this to be patient with you know sometimes you, you we all want information right away we want to know exactly what happened and why. Um, and the people that are involved with investigating these things, they have to take their time. They have to make sure that they follow the right processes so that if someone needs to be prosecuted, obviously they will, you would think in this case, but that they have done everything the right way. Mm-hmm. And uh, be careful about information that you get. Take it all with a little bit of a grain of salt until we know for sure, because these types of things, Sherm, I would think, will, will take a little bit of time. And they and we want them to take their time to make sure that the people who need to be brought to justice are brought to justice in the situation. Yeah, and, and that's and that's a perfect saying right there. It's like it's gonna. Um, there's a lot that has to to happen to in order to uh, bring these guys to justice. So uh, it's going to be some, a little bit of time, but you, you know you've. When something happens in, in Kansas City like this, uh, I, they have every every resource is available to to expedite this process as fast as possible. And again, we have uh, our good friend Anthony Sherman in studio. He w- who was down there in in the capacity of law enforcement. And so, uh, someone just asked me about this. Uh, what, what what made you want to pursue that field after you were done with football? We I mean we had a lot of conversations. Off the air, and, and you know, a lot of stuff that we can't talk about. But uh, I don't, I don't know if people realize how, how many important things that you do, and how many great things you do to help people. Uh, you know, in this second career, and I'm just curious what 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 led you to want to pursue this. Yeah, so I have, uh, I, I had two uncles that I was really close with growing up. Um, my mom's one of eight, and she's got four brothers and four sisters. So big Italian family. Um, we're really close and, uh, they were both law enforcement and, uh, it was, it was always something that I, I probably would have done. Didn't grow up with a ton of money. So it, it was going to be either, you know, football or, or military for me coming out of high school. And, and obviously it was blessed and, and fortunate to football worked out for me. Um, but no, it was always one of those things that, uh, I, I kind of what you said earlier, 
Nate, um, I was always, I, I wanted to do something that I thought was important and get in helping and helping. It was either the military or, or police. Um, I had a lot of, you know, a, not a lot of days, but I had days where I was like, you know, those guys are the real heroes. Like, I know, I know we can be, we can, you know, say there's football players that are heroes. And, and, and it, granted, it, I can't tell you who you, your hero is, but like the military, first responders, those are the true heroes in my mind. Um, that's just my opinion. So for me, I was just, I, I just wanted to, to give back. I wanted to be able to help people that couldn't, can't help themselves. I, I wanted to be uh, a protector of those people. And, uh, I, I was very fortunate in, uh, going, getting, getting in with, uh, the Bourbon County Sheriff's Office and then, um, going to the academy down there and, and in the Wichita area and, and, uh, and then getting to be a task force officer with uh, Homeland Security. So um, wow. that's pretty pretty cool things I get to do. And uh, it's just a, I just want to help help the people that can't help themselves. Yeah, and so and like you, my, uh, and you, you've, and I mentioned this because you've been kind enough to come out to the uh, to the ALS golf tournament and, and, and spend some time out there at the Joe, Joe McGuff ALS, ALS Golf Classic and bring out your Super Bowl ring and, and meet with people. You know that that was that's my the reason why I'm I'm so involved with uh, the ALS Association because my uncle Richie was a Kansas City Kansas police officer uh, when when he uh, you know he was injured on the job chasing. A suspect on Quindaro Boulevard and uh, tried to leap over the climb a fence to chase it, fell back, hurt his tailbone, and he, he uh, I don't think I've ever told this story on the year before, and was was off for like weeks and they couldn't find out, you know, why he, he, it, 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 he didn't heal and it was, went up to his back and down his leg. And, and then finally, after seeing all these different specialists uh, at KU Medical Center, he was diagnosed with, with ALS, with Lou Gehrig's disease. And he was in his, um, I want to say he was thir- 31 or 32, and then he lived, he battled the disease for over seven years, 39 years old. Uh, and he was, of all the people in my family, he was the most similar to me with the sense of humor, you know, the, you know and, and me and him related with a lot of stuff. And then even after he was wheelchair-bound, I'd go over and watch movies with him that nobody else wanted to watch, you know, the, the funny you know, R-rated comedies from the 80s and 90s, and he'd get a kick out of it. Um, and, and he had such a, a positive impact on me, but I would always be amazed that he would be this, you know, the life of the party, kind of the, the you know, he, he the class clown and make, want to make everyone laugh at the barbecues and everything else. And then he'd go out there and put his uniform on and put himself in harm's way, and he'd come back and tell me stories about that. And it was always like... You know, it was almost like, wow, you know, Superman's going to put on his cape, and then he comes back, and he's Clark Kent, and always had a tremendous amount of respect for him, and that's why I've worked so hard to try to, to raise money for ALS and, and do things like that. So I, I, I share that uh, experience with you looking up to our uncles who did things, and he did things that I was I was never capable of doing. But, uh, you know, that's that's awesome to be able to do that, man. I, I hope you know that how much admiration we have for you for that and, and wanting to... to give back to the community and help people like that. And little did you know that you'd be part of that yesterday and helping people. And, and let's, and let's be, I, for people that don't know, don't know, and I know, like I said, you can't talk about all of it, 
you were right in the middle of it. You were helping people, and you were part of the 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 people that were running towards danger, not away from it. And so, man, we we uh, we thank you and all of the people down there. And you know, a lot of people that you're close with they they saved people, yes, saved lives, and did a lot of good and running towards that danger. I know you can't mention a lot of it, but there was a, a lot of heroes yesterday, right? Yeah, there was there was uh, so many so many to. To say the least, uh, but no, I mean, listen, the Kansas City Fire Department, the EMS crews, the, the, those those guys, those guys went to work and they're awesome. And, and they they, I mean, they said this last night. It was within ten minutes, uh, critical injured went, went were in a hospital. Um, but yeah, and that's just preparation. It's just uh, you know knowing your role and, and doing it and doing your job and and. Uh, is is just being there for the people that you you have sworn an oath to protect and and uh, to take care of. Um, but yeah, I can't. You know, those guys that I was with yesterday are are some some really awesome police officers and, and you know agents and stuff like that. It was uh, it was it was crazy. So you've been a part of all three Super Bowl parades. Yep, you were. I was a player. You were a participant in the yep, first one. I was. Yeah, that then, was a little bit colder. A little colder. A little colder than the last two. Um, and then last year, you were working what in a similar capacity to what you did this year. Yep. Yep. A little bit different, but yeah, I was. What down a there. different perspective on being in a parade. I mean, the first one, you probably don't have a care in the world, and you're just having the time of your life. Well, yeah, it's it's funny that uh, that you say that. Is um, you know, everyone probably remembers the the driver. That got on the parade route. Oh yeah, and yeah, that first parade. And oh yeah, that's yep. Was yes. coming down, and, and and you know who stopped them? It was law enforcement. Yeah. And um, I I was watching that, and I was like, I where were you when you were watching it? I started on the TV, yeah, or maybe even or later Tell after my, that night, it was after, after you, after okay, yeah. whatever it was. But you I weren't was, aware of it while you it wasn't happening while you were on the. No, parade it was route. earlier in the morning. Was, okay, yeah, it was okay. early, early morning. Yeah, when, I'm trying to remember I mean, it all. Kansas City fans yeah. are unbelievable. I mean, they're they're out there the night before, like they're out there, you know, getting their spot. And uh, I saw that, and I was like, I, I want to be the guys that stop that. Mm. Uh, before, you know, after that, and and. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but after after that season, um, that July, I uh, was sworn in as a sheriff's deputy. Wow! So that my final year, I was sheriff's deputy in Bourbon County. Um, my final year of football, and uh, and yeah, it was just one of those things where I've always kind of wanted to do this, and and I've been so fortunate and blessed to to be able to do you know both of my dream jobs. Um, and be in this capacity now. Well, we sure appreciate, you know, what you do and what you're doing down there. Um, and uh, hopefully next week get back to talking about some things. And hopefully Garrick is actually in studio. Well, I'm we'll not going to ask for a miracle. <laughs> I mean, you know, we can only ask for so much. I mean, yeah, that's true. Come on. That's come on we just hope he answers the phone. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, we'll go hey, with that first. I feel like that was a huge win that we actually talked to him, you yeah. know. And then, of course, you know, hanging up without saying goodbye. That's it. Hey, you know, baby steps. We'll get there. To be fair, he texted me. Oh, did he? Great. That's, that helps <laughs> the show tremendously. Yeah, Thank thanks you. Thanks for talking. Thanks for uh, telling us that's that. That's right. We will, uh, that's Anthony Sherman. We'll take a break back into this on WHP.